Hi, my name is Arman, and you're listening to the Yes I Am podcast. At this podcast, we have vulnerable and venting conversations full of integrity with guests about their life stories and how it influences who they are today. You can follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ to stay connected. And now let's get inspired. Welcome to USAM Podcast, Sean. I'm very excited to talk to you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Sean, I'm absolutely excited to get to know you more, and I just would like to know what is your story? Well, uh, my story is, you know, kind of a long one, even though I'm only 22 years old. Um, uh, living with intellectual disabilities has um, really, it's kind of like a curse, but when, when I was a little kid, but now these days it's almost like a blessing because it makes me for who I am. And it also, I think, inspires other people, no matter whether you do have a disability or don't have a disability, you can do almost anything in life. Um, I was born from in the Marshall Islands, and I was adopted from my incredible parents, Kathy and Steve Hens, and I lived here in Oregon ever since. Growing up, it has always been really hard for me to really find who I really be comfortable for who I am and to keep up in class because I really enjoy school. I also struggled with um, with 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 keeping up in school, but also having a lot of surgeries as well. Um, when growing up, I was born with a cleft lip cleft palate, which um, basically there was a hole in my in on my upper lip which made it really hard for me to eat or talk or sing and all of that and so when it came to the big surgery where they got to close it up that's when uh, i was left with this big scar on my lip um and i was offered recently to have the scar removed and i chose not to because it makes i feel like that is how people will be able to identify who i am and it, it it's a story for me growing up i think the biggest part was sports science and music uh, has always been a huge part of my life Uh, music definitely i would have to say was the biggest part of my life because i was so good at music when i was little i would climb on the piano and i would play to my heart's content and the funny thing is, is I can't read music. I can listen by ears. So I can kind of like Charlie Puth. I can listen to something on the radio and then automatically play it on the piano. And that was one of my strong points of, of telling my story. It wasn't until I was about six, year old, six years old um, when I joined Special Olympics Oregon as an athlete. And from there, I, I blossomed into the person that I am today. Um, Special Olympics Oregon gave me so many opportunities, not just as an athlete, uh, but to become a leader and to to unify people both on and off the field with and without disabilities, as well as um, really inspiring people what it means to lead from the heart, because we all have dreams and we all have ambitions. And I think 
it's really hard. It's it's really mentality and the mindset that you have, what you want to achieve in life. And it's really, it's not that hard to give up or let negativity win. And it's so much harder to be positive and have a positive mindset. And so for the people that are watching or listening today, you never know who is looking up to you or whether you're in the store or whether you're at work, it, it, someone, you're going to have an interaction with someone. And at that moment, it really all depends on that moment. If you're going to inspire someone and it could be so small, so small of a moment that you can inspire someone. Like it could be on this podcast where you get to meet all these amazing people and the host right here, who is super inspiring as well. Um, it could be, you know, you're at a store and someone is helping someone load the groceries. It can be, it could be widely spread of inspiration. Um, and I totally lost myself where I was going with this. But um, overall, my story has been to always to, you know, whatever obstacle has come in my way, I've basically overcome it with family um, and friends. And I really think that um, I, I overcame a lot, especially with my intellectual disability. I think the toughest, toughest part of my life was I got sick um, in sixth grade and I couldn't, I had to skip a grade and I also had to miss a lot of school. I had to go to a lot of doctors. At one point I was in the ICU, it was that bad. And there was two times in my life where I wanted to just end my life right there. Um, so I have had my darkest moments, but I also had my brightest moments. And I think, I think life is, is, is a never ending story. You never know which way it is going to turn. And I always try and find new ways to come up with positive content that will inspire others to keep on going. You know, Sean, you pointed out something very, very important and that's being comfortable with who you are. And I think maybe a lot of like our self-doubts and insecurities come from the fact that we are not necessarily com comfortable with who we are and our stories, our past experiences. So what we would like to know is how did you make peace, you know, with who you are and your story and your journey? Well, I think the greatest influence of me really being comfortable with who I am today, I think it has to... My parents had a huge influence. If it wasn't for them, I probably would still be a person trying to wear a mask who acting someone who weren't, I wasn't was. Um, I always felt like, and I think this goes for everybody out there who looks to someone and be like, wow, I, I feel like I need to be different in order to be really, really cool. And, you know, I was just like that. And I, and I think, it it's kind of weird that it's kind of like that. I feel like like that's very common in very many places, and so it's very hard to to really accept for who you are, um, especially if you're if you feel like you're different or you know that you're different than the other kids or you know that you struggle. Um, it's very hard to find it. But luckily, I had really loving parents, and I had a lot of. My friends most mostly were um, very, very um, friendly and accepting who I was. So, and I think also 
I have to put in like coaches, coaches as well. And when I was doing sports as well as teachers as well, I think it was sixth grade, I started wearing, wearing ties, which was so uniquely me. Um, and I wasn't sure about it. And my teachers were just always really encouraging me like, wow, that's super cool. I think I even got a donut out of that. So if you if you wear a suit to class, who knows, you might get a donut. <laughs> I love that. And uh, that that's that's very cool that you got a donut as well, too. Sean, you also talked about not removing your scar. Um, can you elaborate on that and tell, tell me and everybody what does that mean? Um, well, to me, it really identifies who I am. Mm-hmm. I think even to this day, it's really hard to tell that I have intellectual disabilities or disabilities. And I think the scar, I don't know, I just hold it really true to my heart because it just, it's just, I don't know. It's like a, I guess like you have, a, like you have a car and you put a, like you have a dent in it. And you got that dent when you were like, oh, maybe you met someone like your best friend and that's when you got the dent in your car. That's kind of like what the scar means to me. It's that dent that I got in the car. Um, Not saying that there's a dent in my face, but that's what it means to me. And removing it would kind kind of erase who I am. And I think it's all, well, it's also a story uh, conversation started because a lot of people do look at my scar and be like, Hey, do you mind if I ask what your scar is about? And uh, I'll be like, yeah, that's totally fine. And then I just tell them about it. And that's, that's also another reason why I chose to keep the scar. Sean, you're a very positive person. And I am just wondering how would you every morning get up and decide that you want to, you want to keep this mindset and mentality? Well, the way I do it every time I get out of bed, you know, it's a little different. So for those who are listening or watching, I don't, I am not a morning person at all. So it kind of takes me like a couple hours to like get inspired or like be positive because I'm not a morning person. And sometimes I have to get up really early to work at, to work at, um, to work at Oregon State. And uh, it can, it can be really tough. Uh, you know, the days when I have to come in for an opening shift at Oregon State, I, you know, there are always, um, I feel like the people who come in are always happier and cheerful. And so it's very easy for me to like, oh, it's time to start the day. Let's go. Um, because there's, there's this, um, there's this one participant that always comes in and he always you never know what he's going to say like one day he he said that um oh yeah the wettest today is like nothing's going to fall out of the sky and that completely caught me out guard i just started laughing and so i'm like wow that was really awesome i'm going to make someone else laugh um some days when i wake up um i either sometimes it's music that really gets me going i always have like some type of positive song um set on my alarm so when i wake up i wake up to this like oh wow this amazing happy song um sometimes it's um stuff around my room um that i have that always reminds me um of the of the grateful childhood that i have um and sometimes it's like dogs you know i wake up to dogs always um by my bed like they would come up to my bed and it would just like oh 
like make noise and stuff and say like, okay, it's time to get up. And so it can, it's almost anything. Um, for me, I think it's different for some, there's some days where it's really hard to be positive. Like not every day I'm, I'm waking up feeling like, oh, I feel so good right now. Yeah. Um, it's really tough, but you know, I feel like, um, I've gotten so good. I think I gotten it from my mom actually, who, who is always so cheerful in the morning. And I think I just got it from her. So I think just growing up with that kind of mentality really helped me to just wake up almost every day with a positive attitude. Sean, you're someone that's very confident and you have accepted who you are as a person and you have a lot of self-awareness. I want to know your opinion about um, what do you think someone should do to accept themselves better and be more aware of who they are? Well, I feel like a lot of these days, it's so tense and a lot of people are, are very opinionated and very judgmental. I think like you look at the news and they always talk about, you know, mostly the negative stuff and what's wrong about the situation instead of looking at it with an open mind, which I feel like is really critical um, when it comes to accepting from someone. Um, if you're basing an opinion on someone, definitely have to be open-minded and really, I guess, just, I mean, acceptance is just huge. Like, if you don't know what it means, like, that's basically what it all means. Acceptance is, is acceptance. It's not unacceptance. It's just, you know, accepting for who they are. But, like, open-minded, I guess, is the second word that would have to follow up with accept the word acceptance. And it's really up to you how you want to opinionate people, whether it's positive or negative. Um, but I think when you are judging someone when you don't know them that's one thing but if you know them like know them and get to know their story maybe that might change your opinion so you never want to base your opinion just by looking at them or judging them on social media or on the news because you really don't know the true story unless you really get to know them one-on-one -on -one. um and that that's that's my opinion of of why what it takes to accept someone as well as basing opinions um i think that's totally unfair and i think uh, hopefully that will that will it will change in the future thank you for sharing sean and um we're getting to the end of this episode and i want to know what is that biggest lesson that you have learned in your life um well my lesson that i learned in life is it's okay to mess up, but it's okay to mess up and just admit it. Be like, oh, I mess up because we're all going to mess up at some point yeah. of our lives. But on top of that, if you mess up, just and no matter what you're doing, whether you mess up or don't mess up, just make sure you have fun with it because you only live once on this. You only live once on this tiny blue planet that we call Earth. So you just want to make the most out of it and just have fun with it. And when you have fun, the most likely you'll be more positive, be in a good mood. Um, and yeah, that's what I learned. You can, it's okay to mess up um, because, you know, nothing's ever perfect. If everything was perfect, life would be so boring. I mean, it would be crazy. It would be like living with like robots and it would be, yeah, it would be <laughs> weird. Robots are cool, but 
that is the lesson that I learned in life so far. I'm sure I have, I will learn so much more as I grow older. And what does Sean put in front of Yes I Am? Yes I Am? Who I am today. I could be anyone. I love that, Sean. Thank you for being the guest at Yes I Am Podcast. I really, really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And as always, yes, I am.